I am more than willing to bet that half of y'all more than half, okay, would have an easier time naming off the top of your head a handful of politicians that you despise, you know, that you can't stand versus the own parts of your very penis. That's right. And your vajayjays, ladies, okay? But we're going to get a little sex education today, or as we'll say, a sexplanation, because I'm here with Alex Liu. Alex, this is just really a time to be alive, okay? Because Alex went on this journey. He is the director and the star of this new documentary, all about sex education, where it failed us, what the hell is going on, you know, lack thereof, all of it. It has a hundred percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. So you know that this shit is fresh and it's been winning all of these festival awards. Okay. And it is so on brand for cancel me, baby. It is irreverent, but it's heartfelt and it's sexy and it just goes there. So without further ado, Alex and how rudely he is covering his own ass on his own paper, <laughs> his own poster. Um, Alex, welcome to Cancel Me, baby. I am so stoked. What a great, fun oh, movie. Thank you. I have chills. You're, you're, I have goosebumps. That was an amazing introduction. I don't know if I deserve that, but, but thank you for having me. This is just really, I've been looking forward to it all week. Well, ditto. Wow. My, my, like, listen, we're going to talk about, cause this actually is perfect timing. Cause I'm on a sex exploration of my own. Cool. Like Great. you have chills. My nipples are hard. And Alex, I'm not <laughs> even wearing a bra. Like let's go. So you, I feel like a crux of this film is your personal journey. You joke about being, you know, a gay Asian 36 year old, but I have to say I'm watching this movie and you're also, you're a fellow journalist. Although I do entertainment reporting, that's my background. Yours is like your health reporter. Yeah, health and science, yeah, yeah. Health and science. So I'm watching this movie and I have to say, I feel like the good old gays and lesbos, like y'all are old moves at this point. Like, I just feel like, you know what I mean? Cause now we're in this time of like non-binary and how you identify and trans and all this. And I almost feel like y'all are, you all may as well be straight now. It's like lost in the sauce. So talk to me about that because I follow, you know, prominent journalists I love who are gay or lesbian. They talk about this all the time where it's like, it's almost like getting lost in the shuffle. It's like our struggle deserves to be recognized. Our, you know, it is pride month, right? So have you guys gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit? I don't know if I feel that way. I will say this, this documentary took us uh, seven years from the first frame we shot to the first audience screening. And definitely in, it was 2014, 2021, that whole time you could feel the language, the vocabulary, uh, the topics being brought up, shifting and changing, yes. especially around gender. And, and then, you know, I, would, I went to a lot of sex ed classes during this time, going to classes with, you know, 14, 15 year olds. And, and that was the first time in my life I was like, okay, I'm old. Like the language I use is no longer going to be acceptable 10 years from now. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's been, it, it is somewhat like this whole journey has been kind of like learning a new language. Uh, frustrating, difficult, hard to learn, hard to learn later in life. Um, but yeah, I, I think hopefully what, what I'm hoping, and I and I I think it can go in a lot of different ways. But what I'm hoping is that through this whole process, especially with people like you and other people who have connected to the film, I was so scared that being a gay man, people wouldn't connect. 
um, that essentially we can all kind of come out with the fact that we're all a little queer in some way. We're all a little non-binary in some way. You know, it's all a spectrum. Um, and, and one of the, the best parts about this movie and making it especially, has especially been kind of exploring not only that myself, but hearing from like, you know, cis straight males who are now saying like, you know, yeah, I've never talked about these things with my partners. No one in my life has ever talked about these things and I've never felt safe to do it. But I now understand that doing only in, in that we all come out can can everyone feel a little more safer about being Definitely. who they are as a sexual being. Yeah. Definitely. And on my show, I kind of poke fun at the idea of us like labeling everything and having to put everyone in boxes, right? I'm like, can we just live? Like, but I will say, like, you talk about everyone being a little bit on a spectrum. Like, I'm a straight woman, and there is something about like the androgynous woman who's like kind of has that male energy that I am like tongue tied I am like tongue twisted <laughs> there's this barista at a Starbucks me by me me too yeah. right? <laughs> they have this like dick energy and like this confidence that I am like struggling with my words like I yeah. will say I think you know sometimes I I totally agree I think sometimes we get so caught up in the label and the community yes. and the tribe um, rather than thinking about like, it's all to me kind of like part of a, the playground that is uh, the human experience, you know? Right. I, I like the, I, I've, I'm so aware and I'm just like so conscious aware of like how much shame I feel about my, any expressing any femininity for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, but that's something where I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Like, like I think to think about things more in frame of like, we all have masculine energy, we all have feminine energy. Sometimes it feels great, sometimes it doesn't. You know, some days you feel more masculine, some days you feel more feminine. It's all part of being alive. It's not a static yeah. thing. It is constantly changing. And just as your body changes, your the people you meet change. You, know, you can be with someone else, you can be a total dom top and someone else you're a little, you know, submissive bottom. You know, it's, it's, it's all part of the play of being a human. And I feel like yeah. the more we can all move towards that, uh, rather than try to 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 fit into something, even if it is like trans, male, female, non-binary, like those are also in a way cages. I think that people don't really uh, need to be in. A hundred percent. Before I pivot, because I do that is like I feel like that's an overarching idea of this movie, like especially with kids, right? In sex ed, is the idea of informing yourself to like maximize your potential and your <laughs> life and like you know swing the tits and the dicks right but right. i do want to hone in on this idea quickly before we pivot really though about you know your you know the struggle say and the pride and the excitement and the glory of being gay mm -hmm. um because even like as a straight woman, it's talking about sex with your parents and navigating that and growing up like that shit is awkward enough. Yeah. Like that is awkward <laughs> enough. So I always say like, you know, being trans is one thing. I can't even imagine that, you know, <laughs> mental anguish, right? Mm -hmm. In that process. But I feel like, again, coming out with like your family and all that, I feel like that's a whole different struggle. And do you feel like, I know I mentioned this before, but like, because we've gone so far so fast, is there a part of that that do, you do feel like is being brushed under the rug, like that struggle of just being gay, right? I, I think I think there's that's a great question. I, I'll take it two ways. First, yes. I think yes, I, I think there. I do. I will say I think gay men do need to understand that they they especially uh, for, for many different reasons, gay men do have to think about the fact that they have a lot of privilege in many ways. Um, I, I think that's totally a fair point. Um, Who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but, but, but I do think 
um, you know, that we have to be, it, it's, it's important as much as you can to focus on everyone's individual humanity. And it is yes. so difficult to be a human being. It is just so much suffering and pain. And, and the, the, the biggest tragedy is that one of the things can, that can really heal that pain of being a human, sex, sexuality, is something that we're all forced to repress. It's something that we're all told to control and confine uh, which ultimately is just kind of doing violence to yourself. It, it often results in violence towards others. So I think, you know, when talking about issues and especially on the marginalization of sexual minorities, um, I think it's very clear in every conversation we have, we have to be, it takes a lot of work, it's exhausting, as empathetic as possible to everyone's individual struggle. And, and some people do have a, mm -hmm. have, have a struggle that, that's more intense than others, right? And I think if you have to come out for any queer identity, it, it is for the most part, unless you're very lucky to have be born in the right place with the right parents, it is probably the, the scariest, mm. most terrifying, traumatic thing you'll ever have to do in your life. So I think mm. that's something that we all have to be really, really careful of. But, but I will say, I think on the flip side, I, I would say like doing this movie, I have so much more empathy for people who just haven't caught up. Like you said, it's happening so fast. Um, and, and for many people, it's they're just not in a place where they meet many gay people, and especially they don't meet many out trans people. So, so I get that um, it's difficult to to kind of keep up, and, and yeah. I and I get that it's very difficult for and people are very impatient about that. Um, yeah. But as, but my process has always been now after doing this um, that that we have to find a way to to listen, empathize, and meet people where they're at because that's the only way you're going to be able to persuade them of any other uh, way of being. I love, you gave me chills. And I love <laughs> that idea of empathy. It reminds me of this man. He's a black gay man. He's on Bill Maher a lot. And he talked about this where it's like, you know, even with the whole trans and gender and like, you know, you know, that whole thing, he's like, you know what, people kind of just caught up with gay marriage, which wow. they're behind, like get with the yes. time. So maybe like, let's give them a beat with people picking it, it, a whole different gender, it right? Sucks. I, it sucks. I, I feel so strongly for those who, who have to in their daily like leaving the house is like a daily trauma because oh. they don't they don't know if it's safe you know so I, I feel I feel so strongly about that but I do I, I do have faith that in totality there's a lot of bad but the good does outweigh the bad in humanity you just have to take the time to find it and it's work I'm, I'm not gonna lie and say it's easy it, it, you'll you'll be frustrated a lot but I think there is, and I can just speak about my own father, right? Like when I came out of the closet, the first thing he told me was that the idea of two men being intimate disgusted him. Mm -hmm. 15 years later, he's marching in gay prides, going to gay bars, <laughs> you know, you know it but it took a t time to get there. You know, it was not uh, right. an easy road, but if you can show that person patience and love and show up for them every day and, 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 and let them know that their fears maybe are, are not grounded in any reality, I've been amazed at how people can actually transform. So that, 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 that gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Alex. Um, I'm going to pivot a little bit to kind of like a big picture. You talked about how we in this society, and this is another kind of uh, like underlying theme of the movie about how we're very kind of prude here. There's a lot of shame and guilt and mm -hmm. like bad education, right? In sex ed, they just show you genital warts basically. And they're like, you will die a long, miserable oh, death yeah. if you have, if you look at a fetus. But with that said, 
I also feel like we are in the most over-sexualized time we've ever been, right? Yeah, like even as a woman, full disclosure, it's like, bro, nothing's enough. Like now it's like the under boob and the thong. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, like oh. do I need it's crazy, right? Like you have it's, Cardi B, you yeah. know, on a stripper pole at the Grammys. So talk to that dichotomy. Yeah, it's, I think the United States is kind of, has the most cognitive dissonance when it comes to how we present sex and sexuality and how we actually live sex and sexuality, you know? I think more people will be willing to have sex on camera in many ways than they would actually be to talk about what actually turns them on, talk about uh, the things that concern them about sex, you know, to actually talk about their actual emotional, spiritual life when it comes to sex and sexuality. And I think, and I don't, I don't have a great answer for this in terms of, I, I honestly just do think like, because America is kind of like hyper-capitalist as a country, like, and sex sells, um, we're, we're willing to do that, to, to do what it takes to make a dollar. Um, but when it comes to the actual like emotional well-being and spiritual yes. being of our society and the people, um, that doesn't make money. So, so we don't put money into it. Um, and, and I think a lot of other countries, uh, when they think about sexual health, when they think about well-being, mental health, uh, uh, many people, many countries that are as rich as us, or not, frankly, not as rich as us, realize that, that you know, with antibiotics, with contraception, with all the modern medical technologies, we can actually live a life that that is very has very low sexual shame and, and have lots of great results. You know, I have a much live much ha happier, healthier lives. But in the United States, I think, you know, if if sex is not tied somehow to work or tied somehow to to productivity, um, it really isn't valued. And I think that that you can see um, in in uh, frankly like levels of watching porn, frankly antidepressants. You know, frankly. Well, a lot of societal ills are, 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 could be solved if people can just be a little more uh, sexually free and actually sexually liberated rather than what they present on Instagram. Oh, it's so, someone said it in your movie that it's that idea of what you're hitting home now of the superficiality of it. Mm, yeah. And it's that, I remember on a red carpet once I talked to Stephanie Beatrice, who's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine about it. Love and her. she talked about, yeah, she's awesome. And she talked about this idea of like, again, the constant, like the Kardashians and this and that. And it's such a weird, that in and of itself, cause it's like, you don't want to knock their hustle, but then on the other end of it, it's what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. And she said it perfect. She's like, it's almost like junk food. Like you consume, 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 and then you feel like shit, like there's no substance, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I always kind of, that was years ago when she said that. And it's like, it applies now more than ever. Oh yeah, I, I think, I, if, I mean, I experienced this for the first 10 years of me having sex. I was much more concerned about my performance. It was a much more performative experience. Yeah. It was much more about, do I look good? Am I... Am I the, the doing moaning correctly? Am I doing all the things that- Bright lighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That the, that the world has told me is a, what sex should look like and should be like, totally ignoring like the humanity of the person in front of me, you know, like actually having a real like soul bond. And I think for a lot of reasons, I, I think because, you know, uh, so much of that, the idea of like, you know, sex is supposed to be like in marriage and it's like supposed to be a soul connection and all these things that are like tied to like really 
yeah. you know, retrograde, uh, um, you know, religious ideas. But I think there is a little bit of kernel of truth in that, in that you, you can't, it, it, there is a problem if you flip too much the other way, where you just totally think of sex as like transactional, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, so, something that is to get rather than something you get to share and give. You know, I, I, I fear that we're a culture that is much more willing to have sex than talk about sex, which it should really be the other way around. Yeah. Something you and your bare ass are a step ahead of me because <laughs> you, you talked about- I mean, I play into it too. You know, I, I get that it works in certain ways, um, but, but yes. we, it, it's, all part of, it's all part of a playground, I think. that I mean, you need to be really clear of who you are and, and what you're doing. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I show my cleavage in every episode and that shit is not because <laughs> I ran out of clean laundry, right? Like on some level, but something that was so refreshing about this movie, I also love the pace of it. It's very kind of like, it's not too ADD, but it has that sort of Snapchat, oh. like very engaging feel. Thank, which thank you for saying that. We spent a lot of time making I sure that, that you wouldn't have, it didn't feel like homework to watch watch because it and then every through. interview is short get to the point joke 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 on to the next yeah that yes. was our, that was our goal oh the sex ed assignment was understood but right. something <laughs> that you do that's so refreshing is you talk to both sides of the aisle politically you are literally in a rally of these women with pussy hats that are like my body and then you are in a pro-life like you talk to a republican politician who talks yeah. about uh, you know, porn and mm -hmm. how that's detrimental. You talk to a priest. So talk to me, Alex, I know we're running out of time, but talk to me about your big takeaways from talking. And you, you admit your own biases too, which I love, but yeah. talk, talk about, you know, the two sides and your big takeaways and a happy medium there. Yeah, I, I love that question. So, so I would say like, I think it became very clear in making the movie that sex is so tied to a person's individual values. You know, it, it, it's it's almost impossible to separate. Um, and so I think it became clear in making the movie, especially since I was like, I, I started to try to be the objective observer, but it was so obvious very clearly, like I'm not objective in any way when it comes to sex sexuality. So, so I had to make that very clear and very open because um, I think the only way we get to a place of understanding is if we're all just like crystal clear about our biases, our values, our judgments, our agendas. Um, and so I think part of the film really was going to try to challenge those because I think a lot, a big problem that we all experience, and I'm, I play into this uh, a lot, is um, sticking to our bubbles, reinforcing the values and ideas we already have, never really challenging them. Um, and, and, and in the worst case scenarios, and I, I'm so guilty of this, caricaturizing, demonizing, uh, looking at the other side in total bad faith. And so I think part of the film, at first I was prepared to go to these places and like just demolish them. Like the goal of these interviews at the <laughs> beginning was like, I'm gonna show the world how you're, you're awful. Um, but it became yeah. clear, you know, if the whole message of the movie was that I was asking the world to look at me and, and if you don't accept me, tolerate me, at least listen to what I have to say without judgment. If I'm not willing to extend the same thing to those people, it's I'm being a hypocrite, right? So I think, it was important for me to go to these places and actually, in good faith, listen to, to where they were coming from, understand as best I could why they have the values they have and why they push the agendas they push, uh, and try to then try to explain why maybe they are not thinking about how those agendas are, are harmful to someone like me. And, and I think in those interviews, those are actually the interviews that will stick with me, uh, uh, I think, for a very long time because 
it became clear that that if if there was any chance of, of convincing this person that their values were, were harmful, it was only if they saw me as a human being. And the only way they would see me as a human being is if I saw them as a human being. And so I think that's been the biggest struggle for me to really try to have more of those conversations with family members, friends, people who maybe I've disconnected with over the last five, 10 years because of their politics, uh, to try really hard to, to be that open place of non-judgmental listening. Because I feel like that's what I've learned. It's, it's not it's not arguments or telling people or antagonizing people that gets them to change. It's being like almost like saintly listener that gets them to soften their stances. And in the end, Alex, don't you feel like the side, so to speak, we all have more in common than not. I mean, I talk about on my show, common sense. And when it comes to this movie and what you did, I feel like a lot of these things are common sense, right? It's like, even with even like with porn and with kids, like, I feel like no one thinks that, you know, excessive porn, which is dramatized for kids who have it accessible at all times at a really young age is like healthy, right? Or in terms of like the government intervening with sex ed, like what's not enough, what's too much and how much is too inter- too much intervening. And you know what I mean? It's like a lot of these things, I feel like we see eye to eye on more than not probably. Yeah, I, I think a good technique, you don't see it in the film, but we'll, we'll, how we would start all their interviews with people who maybe we had disagreeing views on is let's start on all the things I know we agree on. You know, we, we want kids to be as protected and safe as possible from yes. abuse and harassment. That, that's that's a universal, you know, you know, we we want kids to understand how to advocate for their bodies and how to understand, um, you know, that that at its best, sex is something that should be shared with someone you love and you trust. And and at the very least, it should be a positive experience, you know, like things that we all and, and then, you know, when you get down to it, there are differences. But I think you're totally right that there is at least a, a large, overwhelming majority of even Americans um, where we all share much more than, than, than is different, but, but because of many, many factors that we don't have to go into now, we're, we're, we focus on the differences. T- and, and really, um, I've been so heartened by some audiences, especially those who are, would identify more as Christian or religious, who are, were just so happy and willing to have a dialogue with me because I didn't make fun of them, which is kind of how they're presented in many ways in, in, by certain media outlets. I love it. Um, Lastly, Alex, for you again, I feel like an overarching theme and a takeaway is the idea, and even like from kids to grown adults, is the idea of constantly, you know, informing yourself about what will help you make the best choices, what will make you feel the most empowered, what will maximize your sexuality for your day-to-day life, right? And something that was so striking to me because I'm going through this sort of evolution personally right now, because I feel like as a woman, I always kind of inadvertently covered my, like I'm very curvy, right? Kind of covered myself up to be like, well, no, I need to show them I'm smart because I'm smart and I'm right. It's like all these little things. And now I'm kind of stepping into like, well, no, I'm going to have, you know, show the boobs and then blow their <laughs> brains out with the, with the words too. Right. That. So, so that idea is really empowering. And in this movie, you are sitting down with a literal priest, like may as well be hugging a Bible. And <laughs> he says, he says, and of course you have experts who say this in the movie as well, but he says that every interaction and encounter is sexual. Like that's how much of our identity that it is. 
And that is so striking and so powerful. So on a last note, speak to that and speak to through this process, how you think, you know, women, gay men, men, whoever can really like play up to that and how it makes your life better. I, I, I love that. Uh, so yeah, I, I, we spoke to a priest uh, who really is, is, I think, because of uh, he just sees that he's the Catholic Church is losing people. I mean, there's one end of like the horrible abuses that they've committed, but also they, they, they don't speak to people about sex and sexuality, the erotic, the way people actually experience it and, and, and live it. You know, that that sex outside of marriage with people maybe you just met is just as emotionally filling and, and healthy and loving if you do it the right way. And, and the church immediately says that's wrong. And I, and I think he's realizing that if there's any hope for, for uh, a spiritual kind of a place for the church, they need to be talking about sex and sexuality. And I think I, I'm just so lucky. I feel so honored he was willing to sit down with us because, you know, that's he's not he's the Catholic Church is not really on his side on a lot of these things. Um, and yeah, but he, that interview, I, I feel like my life was different uh, coming out of it. There, there's before that interview and after that interview that I think about sex for so much it became, because I'm gay, uh, I think, is that I, I thought it was something that you can just keep to the bedroom, you know, like to navigate a straight world, you have to hide that part of yourself. Maybe you can talk about your partner, you can talk about marriage, talk about kind of the more heteronormative trappings of, of, of the way I live. Um, but the queerness, the gayness, the, the attraction I have towards all types of people, I have to kind of keep kind of bottled up. Um, and, and, and he was just kind of saying over and over again, you know, Jesus was a sexual being too. People forget that, that, that sexuality is not just intercourse. It's not even necessarily about uh, physical touch. It's about the way we connect with each other in playful, pleasurable ways. And, and I love to hear that you're kind of embracing that. You know, I think, I think about that too. I think about right. um, it, it's fun to walk into a room and, and really have thought about the way you, you appear and, and yes. play and flirt. And, and I think about that too. Like I think about straight men, like I'm kind of more flirtatious with straight men now than I've ever been in my life <laughs> because, because of, I mean, I, 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 it's very new and I feel very scared and safe, but I've been so, I think also straight men also want to have that playfulness in their life. They just never had felt like it's safe too. And I think kind of, I'm, I'm interested to hear actually for you, like, do, do you feel like when you enter a room or you walk through a room, things are different for you now or you're, yes. or you kind, I kind of Alex, experience people differently? Alex, everything, yeah. everything, even like with, I, so my new thing lately has literally been not wearing a bra. And I know it sounds I so, that. I know it sounds so that. small, but I have big boobs, but I always, I was having a conversation with a friend about it. And he's like, why do you always like, I always showed cleavage, of course, but he's like, why do you like, it's natural and it's gorgeous. And it, it's what makes you a woman. And again, it's that sexual power. Right. So yeah. here's been my little experiment. I'm like, I can't go out without a bra. What are you? He's like, you always have them locked in these, like, you know, grandma bras, like what's going on there. <laughs> so Alex, it will literally even be like out of Starbucks. I'll notice it. Like, it'll be like, oh, the drinks are, are, are on us. Or like, <laughs> it, it makes you feel. I love that. Yeah. Right? And you with the straight men, it's that. It's even like me with the androgynous, you know, woman. Like that idea. It's kind of like, you know, and I even think about it, how men do the same thing. Like, again, look at how your shirt is like showing off your arms. Like we all play to our strengths for a reason. Like we're not going out in potato sacks, right? Yeah, yeah. We all look at the mirror before we leave the house. You know, let's not pretend like it's not yeah. a sexual part of your sexuality and you can be afraid of it or you can play with it. And I think, I, I yes. love that because I think 
I think a lot about how um, the reason why we want women to cover themselves up is because this is a power that they, a real, real power they have. And, and uh, frankly, straight men are scared of it. Um, but I think yes. it's, so, I think it's something that, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, you can, you can, you can be afraid of it and you can run away from it and try to control it. But ultimately that's like a losing game. Um, that ultimately yes. it, it does not serve your, your mental health or well-being. Um, and so I, I love to hear that, that, that you're leaning into it because life is short and, 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 and sex and sexuality is one of the best things we got. A hundred, it's like such a part of who we are. And that's why I love, even with that priest had like every little encounter, it could literally be ordering a Starbucks. You'll notice people are giddy. And here's the irony, Alex, is in 2018, I spearheaded a Playboy feature that I was in with other journalists. And this was the whole point. It was like, don't put us in a box. So we posed nude that. and wrote essays. But so you would think like, this is my mantra, right? And mm -hmm. cut to what, four years later, it's like, I'm just getting around to actually living <laughs> it now. Right? It, it, you can understand something intellectually, but it takes so much time for the heart and soul yes. to catch up. And I think um, that has been, I mean, I think, yeah, like the, the way I dress now versus the way I dressed before, there was so much of my life where I was like, oh, I'm being a slut or I'm being too gay or I'm being too queer. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, and I think that's just so sad that so much of my life has been thought around that. And, and even if you are being kind of slutty in a Starbucks, let's say with someone, isn't that kind of a fun way to be, you know, like, a, like isn't, isn't that kind of like a, 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 an exciting moment in your life? And then that's something where I'm like, well, why not play with it? What really is wrong with that? Yes. My next, so I wasn't going to tell this to my viewers, but we'll all go along on this journey. So my next, <laughs> we have the boobs, my next mission, and I'm working hard on it every single day is like the butt now. And again, I know <laughs> these seem like superficial things, but do you know what it is, Alex? And it speaks to everything, your movie, what we're talking about, it's power. And yeah. you and I were reporters, we're intellectuals. So that's power, but how limiting, like, why not the other one too? Because it's just at that point, it's just no holds bar. It's like limitless to play up both. Right. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, I think in an ideal world, uh, we think of sex and sexuality, uh, uh, devoid of gender, devoid of orientation, uh, devoid of age, even, you know, that it is something that we all get to experience together, uh, whether it's just a friendly pat on the back, a compliment about a piece of clothing, um, yes. you know, walking through the world, deciding that today you want to feel real sexy. You know, all of that is part of the, 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 the real kind of delicious nature of the human experience. Yeah. And that we, and that yeah. we work really hard to figure out how do we maximize those experiences while minimizing the risks. There are risks, of course, to everything, um, but rather than the other way around, whereas right now we focus so much on minimizing the risks and give very give an afterthought to maximizing the pleasure. But, but sex is at its, at its core about one of the most intense, transcendent, you know, you know soul and life-affirming pleasures. And so I think um, we're at a place in our history now that we can actually start to, to talk about it and hopefully uh, more it. people join us on this ride. Yeah. Yes, Alex, thank you. You are welcome here 
anytime. Oh, thank you. And thank you for being so open-minded, so open-minded, in fact, that you literally masturbated on camera in front of basically a group of scientists with like plugs into your brain to see yes, how masturbation yes, works. Yes, so that, that, that was not, not necessarily a fun day, but it was definitely uh, uh, something that I will remember forever. And I'm very glad I did, yeah. I bet masturbating in peace now is a luxury that you will never take. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am, I am, I, now that the world has kind of, see, that's kind of like almost the last taboo that I, now that the world has seen me masturbate, um, I just feel like I'm, I can do anything now. <laughs> yes, I love it. Even like flirting with the straight guys, I love, I love the challenge. Like Exactly. <laughs> yes, Alex, thank you so much. And thank you for your beautifully put sexplanation. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for the time. It, it just is so, means more than, than you can ever imagine that, that you'd be willing to sit down and talk with me. Absolutely. It's so mutual. And thank you for your work here.